And now it's time for this week's Letter to Hong Kong with Executive Councillor and Legislator Jeffrey Lam, who represents the commercial functional constituency from the Business and Professionals Alliance for Hong Kong. The following programme is a personal view programme. Dear fellow citizens, Yesterday was Halloween, and I think some of you might have gone out celebrating all night. In the very old days, people believed that ghosts came back to Earth yesterday every year. In order to please these spirits, people offer them fruits and nuts. But people's attitude to this festival have changed. Instead of just focusing on such superstition, people go out shopping for materials, making their own dream costumes so as to grab the most attention. You can see this phenomenon now with shopping malls full of Halloween decorations. Shops and bars have their displays ready a month before Halloween, hoping to do more business. It will be the same with the coming Christmas. However, in recent festive weeks, we could hardly see a lot of smiles and happy faces in shops and hotels, given far from ideal retail sales and a dip in visitors' number. The volatile external market has caused uncertainty in the local economy. The retail sector shows a lackluster performance for the first eight months of this year, with retail sales down by 2.2% compared with the same period last year. In August alone, retail sales were down by 5.4%. The tourism sector also gave us cause for concern. Contrary to the previous rising trend for the first nine months, overall visitor arrivals dipped 0.5% from the same period last year. Arrivals for September fell 4% year-on-year, while mainland visitors dropped 4.6% in September. Non-mainland tourists fell 1.6%. The tourism and retail sectors employ a considerable number of grassroots workers, if these sectors show any sign of trouble, it's going to have a serious implication on employment. While the labour market has stayed resilient so far this year, the near-term outlook remains clouded by a number of factors on already not-so-favourable global economic climate. The United States Federal Reserve is likely to raise interest rates. The European economy is slowly on demand, and the mainland economic growth has slowed. Other than the short-term issues, we still have to deal with long-term structural problems. A fast-aging population will affect our economic development. The latest population projections show that in 16 years, those above the age of 65 will double from the present 1.1 million to about 2.3 million. How to maintain the economic growth against the background of an aging population will remain an issue. An aging population also poses challenges to Hong Kong's health care and elderly care services. Who is going to pay for these services? Besides, Hong Kong is lagging behind in research and development and competitiveness. Hong Kong has been ranked the most competitive city in China for the previous 10 years, but it was overtaken by Shenzhen, partly due to the latter's rapid IT development. Hong Kong needs to diversify its economy. 
we spent less than 1% of our GDP on R&D in 2014, compared with 4.05% spent by Shenzhen. And many have acknowledged the need to foster tech talent. That's why the government has been advocating the setting up of the IT Bureau to foster closer collaboration and better coordination among the government, academia, industry and research sectors. Meanwhile, entrepreneurship is difficult for young people in Hong Kong due to high shop rents and a lack of affordable office space. They find it difficult to start a small business. No doubt, Hong Kong is facing difficult challenges in the years to come. But its overall development remains healthy. It is because it maintains its unique strengths such as simple tax regime, a robust legal system, freedom of information, bilingualism, and long-term connection with the world. Not to mention its close proximity to mainland China. It also has many opportunities presented by the country's economic growth. For example, the business opportunities arising from the Belt and Road Initiative. Our government can do more to help, such as liaising closely with the central government over the Belt and Road Initiative to allow a better understanding of the strategy, setting up more economic and trade offices in the mainland and countries along the Belt and Road route, and encouraging economic and social interaction between Hong Kong and the countries in the region to recognize the new opportunities to be brought about. These moves are to provide efficient and effective government-to-government and government-to-business processes. I hope our people and businesses will treasure the moves. As China's financial center, Hong Kong could contribute to Asia's Infrastructure Investment Bank by seeking Beijing's approval to become a regional center of corporate treasury to meet the demand for financial services from enterprises and financial institutions participating in the Belt and Road Initiative. Amidst increasing international trade, business disputes to arise from time to time with the rule of law and many world-class arbitral institutions being attracted to establish their presence in the city. Hong Kong is well positioned to offer mediation services for resolving commercial disputes. The city's initiative to develop the IT industry will have ample opportunities for various sectors locally, including the creative and design industry and technology-related fields which many young people wish to work in. The government could do more, such as increasing funds for entrepreneurs, making cheaper office space available, and offer a new career retraining program for those looking for a career switch to consider joining the IT sector. I hope we all treasure these opportunities and continue making full use of our strengths. Thank you. Yours, Jeffrey.